everybody we are live good morning good morning it's sunday morning and uh shanita what is it april the 16th 2023 wow time is going fast wow time is going fast how are you this morning fantastic just very happy for some rains of refreshing reminders of how holy spirit cleanses and renews us amen that's right that's right the rain well, you know, I'm uh, traveling right now. I've been in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and uh, I'm in Vegas right now, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Nevada, doing ministry, carrying the gospel, carrying the truth. Because if yeah. you guys, you're helping me, you're praying mm-hmm. for me. We're carrying the truth out here. We're, we're, we're spreading the gospel the way God wants it spread. I'm talking the mm. true gospel, not this fake uh Cotton candy powder puff gospel here. So, who do we have with us? We got Shelly with us. And, um, Good morning, well, Shelly. Thanks for being here. Morning, Shelly. I'm going to have my coffee this morning. Thank you very much. And my last evangelist legalized Jesus mug. Okay. And we're going to talk about what happened to me at Starbucks a couple days ago in Los Angeles. Uh, so, um, Anyway, welcome, welcome. We're just um, waiting for people to come in. Um, We're here every morning, uh, Sunday morning at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Why don't you guys invite people? Why don't we start inviting people to come and uh, join us? Um, Isn't about me speaking. No, it's about, first of all, it's about God speaking. But really what it's about. From your uh, camera for Dave Hedmer TV, do you want to raise it up a little bit? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably about as good as it can, it can go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so if people have, um, uh, asked me, they said, David, well, where can I find you? Where, where are you? Well, it's real simple. You know, you can go to davidhevener.tv and all of this broadcasting we're doing, Shanita, live, it's free, right? It's on above the paywall so people don't have to pay it doesn't cost anything Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to send people there um if they want to pay uh and go uh, below the paywall they're going to get over 900 original programs and they're going to learn the truth so that'd be good for them um but otherwise don't feel bad about sending them to david heavener tv we're also with you on youtube and on facebook sunday morning 11 p.m 11 a.m eastern standard time uh, and also every Monday night, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And um, this Monday, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and how it is now affecting our lives and how it fits into the mark of the beast. So, um, okay, so who else do we have? We have Belinda. We've got uh, Good Morning. Good Morning. Who else do we have, Shanita? Um, let me... see well saying good morning yeah well it's so good to have you guys and shanita yeah nanette's here islam is here ronald ann is here melinda um all the way from the uk so welcome each of you gloria christine thanks for being here yeah welcome everybody We are going to have something this morning God's given me that I think is going to 
change our lives. Mm. And saying that, you know, I'm careful how to say these things because, you know, I don't like people coming on saying, oh, your life's going to be changed today. It's a breakthrough. No. But I really believe today is going to be pivotal in many of our lives. I know this morning when God downloaded some things to me, it started changing my life. And so I'm mm -hmm. praying that this you have the same experience this morning. Okay. So, all right. Well, Shanita, listen, I'm going to bring you back a little bit later. We're going to be praying yeah. for people. Now, if people have prayer requests, they can, how can they email you? They can send requests to um, admin at davidhebner.tv. Okay. Or they can just uh, put it in chat. Um, mm -hmm. And again, we're on davidhebner.tv. Please go there. To watch us. We're also on Facebook and on YouTube this morning. So Shanita, we'll have we'll have you back real shortly. Thank All you so much. I'm excited for the word. I got a lot from what you shared the other day. So thank oh, you. God bless you. Love you. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. This morning, I want to talk about why are people not being delivered? All right. In other words, if we are the children of God, if we have the power of God, why? Now I know there are some being delivered. I I, I understand that. I, I don't I don't want to be negative here. This is not a negative session. This is a, you know, I'm always asking questions. Why, Lord? Why? Okay. In other words, how can I go? How can we go? How can you and I go to another level? We don't want to stay where we are, folks. That's the most dangerous thing a Christian can do is stay on the same level to get comfortable. That's what happens to religious people. They find a comfort zone. They stay there. They don't want to follow God. God leaves the building, so they've got to create their own God. And that's what many of these churches have done. These religions, they've created their own Jesus. It's a fake Jesus. It's not real. This Jesus doesn't exist. It's just like, you know, 2,000 years ago. They would they would uh, carve uh, uh, you know, carvings, uh, make uh, wood. In stones, they'd make birds, and they'd make these creatures, and they would worship them. It's no different today. And these churches are worshiping a Jesus that doesn't exist, a fake Jesus. Why? Because they don't want the truth, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, and why people are not really being delivered. And there's a lot of fake deliverances out there. These deliverance ministries have turned into sideshows, many of them. Sensationalism. This is how demons have got in there. So the question is, why are people not being delivered? What, what can we do about it? And the proof is in the power. See, the ship is leaving the dock, folks. It's leaving the dock. It's, 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 um, it, 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 it's separating and you, you can't have one foot on land and one foot on the boat. The boat is, the boat is truth. All right. Truth is separating from the lies. Well, it's never been attached to the lies, but the great divide is happening. So you must choose one or the other. You either get on the land, which is the lie and be left behind, or you get on God's boat on the ship, on the truth, and you sail. 
But you got to make a decision now because the Bible talks about this. Talks about the great delusion. People are now delusional. Do you understand? They're delusional. Let's go to Romans 1.28. Romans 1.28. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles, everybody. And get your coffee. Get your coffee. People are delusional. I said, David, I know they're delusional. You know, you're out there in L.A. right now, David. You see people walking Hollywood Boulevard, and they're delusional. They're talking to themselves. I'm not talking about these people. We know they're delusional. I mean, that's plain to see. I'm talking about the people in the church. They are delusional, and that's what Romans 1.28 talks about. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. Now, folks, let me ask you a question. This scripture talks about, this word of God talks about people who, re, who had the knowledge of God, but they didn't retain it. Now, do you think that person walking down Hollywood Boulevard, uh, who probably has never gone to a church or goes every once in a while, whatever, do you think he's retained any knowledge of God? This is talking about the religious system. They've, they have, they have, taken in the knowledge of God, but they have perverted it and they did not retain it. Verse 29, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips. Now, wait a minute, David, you're telling me the church is full of murder. Let me ask you a question. Does your pastor, do you know pastors that stand up every Sunday and speak against the slaughtering of innocent children? Because if they don't, if he doesn't, he is assisting in that sin. I'm saying speak out against it. And I'm saying every Sunday. Why, preacher? Because you have a platform. You have a platform that God has given you, but when you abuse it, when you use it, when you don't have the guts to speak truth, you're assisting in these sins. You're assisting in murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip. Verse 30, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing well. They of course they invent ways of doing well. Every church will tell you we're doing well. Doesn't matter what, how they're worshiping God or if they're really worshiping the real God, they are doing well. And so are you. You have your best life now. Singing songs, hands above head, worshiping Jesus, have no idea what words you're singing, who wrote the song, you have no idea. It just feels good, baby, but you're doing well. And that's what these churches are, are selling, is wellness. Wellness. Verse 31. They have no understanding of fidelity, no love, no mercy. No, they don't. If you don't have God's love, which is obedience, you have no love. If you have no love, you have no mercy. Although they know God's righteousness, decree that those who do such things observe death, 
they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. They, they know they're headed for hell. They know they're headed for death. They do, folks. They do. But they choose money, mammon, over God. And they approve of those that do these. Case in point, Christian television. Most of it's a mockery, Christian television. Why? Here's how it works. Because if you're a big time preacher and you got tons of money, you can go to most Christian networks and buy time and sell your trash on that network. And they will put your show on there. I'm talking about the watered down Jesus. But then you take a little bitty preacher on YouTube somewhere that's speaking the gospel that doesn't have much money. He will not make it on these major Christian networks. You'll hear more truth on a, on a street corner, a little preacher on a street corner. Folks, money buys the lie. It promotes the lie. Don't go on Christian television and think you're, go, you're hearing 100% of the truth. I guarantee you're not. And I've been on Christian TV. And one of the reasons I have a problem with Christian television, me being on it, is because I'm on with a bunch of other I'm on with other preachers that are not preaching the truth. And if I give them money, I'm promoting that. Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about this morning. I'm getting off on some other stuff here. Um, all right. I welcome everybody. Welcome, David Heavener, uh, TV. All you loyal subscribers, I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, you don't have to subscribe to catch us live on David Hevener TV. Just go to davidhevener.tv and we're right there. We'll cost you a nickel. But it will cost you if you don't go there. It'll cost you the fact that you may not hear what God wants you to hear. Um, okay, where were we? Why people are not being delivered? And ask yourself this question. Anne, Scotty, Shelley, ask yourself this question. If we are the children of God and have this power, why are people not being delivered? Why are things not happening today with us uh, like they did with Jesus? And Jesus said, greater things you and I will do. Why? I ask these questions because I want to go to another level. I, I, I want to change. I don't want to stay where I am. I don't want you to stay where you are. So there's three things. Who are we? Who are we? What is power and why can't we use it? Why is it not working? And number three, where the battle is really fought. Those three things we're going to talk about. Okay. I'm going to talk about the deception of demons. Now, I was in Starbucks uh, a couple days ago in Los Angeles. I'm out here bringing the gospel, what I believe God wants me to bring, thanks to you, thanks to your prayers and your financial support. And by the way, if you want to support the ministry, go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give, or call Shanita at 844-806-0006. Um, so I'm out in Starbucks, and I am uh, have my phone, okay? And I have it on speakerphone, because it's so loud, you know, in Starbucks, it's just, they got all this talking and music, and it's just crazy. And, and, and I'm talking to my guest who's going to be on Monday night. We're talking about Mark of the Beast. We're talking about artificial intelligence and how it's really happening now. And by the way, you've got to tune in. 
this uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 p.m. Because I'm going to be talking about things I've never talked about before. And I'm saying, I'm telling you, he was telling me things. And I'm making notes. I do these pre-interviews. And it was shocking. All right. Now, across the room had to be, I don't know, 100 feet across the room. There was a lady sitting there. She had a mask on. Now, while I'm talking to him, somehow I'm spotting her out of the, 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 the corner of my left eye. Now, I'm not focusing on her. It's just, it's, it's just, a, it's just a, um, a consciousness of her. Now, remember, folks, it's loud, music, talking. And, I'm t- and the speaker, I got the speaker on here. This lady gets up, walks over to me, looks me in the eye. And I'm going to explain that in a moment. And says to me, please turn that down. We don't want to hear that. Really? We don't want to hear that. Who is we? Lady, you're standing by yourself. I want to know who is we. Well, God spoke to me. He said, David, we is legion. This lady is a legion of demons. She has demons inside of her. Now, let me explain something to you. When a demon looks at you, they will look at you, but they are not really connecting to you. When I see someone that has a demon and they're looking at me, their eyes are adjusted toward me, but they're not focused on me. You see, a demon cannot focus on a child of God when the child of God is utilizing the power they have in them. Let me say that again. A demon cannot and will not focus on a child of God when that child of God is using the power that God has bestowed upon them. They cannot. Even in scripture, they screamed. They fell to the ground. What do you want with us, son of God, of the living God? Have you come to destroy us before our time? See, see, demons scream. They are tortured around God, the power of God. Anyway, so she had demon in her. So immediately I had to go to God. Now all this happened in seconds. But I had to go to God and I said, God, what do I do? I got, I, I got a lady that's got demons in her, and she's come, and, and God spoke to me, and I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, you, you're to do nothing. It's a demon diversion. It's a demon diversion. Yeah, you see, folks, listen, demons are constantly trying to derail you, derail me, de- divert us from our mission, our assignment. What was my assignment? My assignment was to be on the phone with my guest and to get that information so I'm able to do what I need to do tomorrow night at 7 p.m. when he comes on the air. That was my goal. That was my mission. That was my God-appointed, anointed time to be with this gentleman. This demon didn't like it. This demon didn't want it. These demons didn't want it. They came over. They tried to divert me now. They were willing to be cast out. So... I would be diverted, so there'd be a diversion. But God said, don't do it, stay the course. So I left them alone. And this is a problem a lot of Christians have. They think they have to go after every demon in the world. Folks, it is not your business. You don't need to go out of your way to start seeking demons. 
to cast them out because they will beat your butt. And I'm going to explain to you why. Now, if the demon gets in your way, you take it up with God and God says, get rid of that demon. That's a different story. But these deliverance services where you set up a time, a date, and you're, you know, you're anticipating. You got to be careful with this. Be very careful. We're going to talk about this. All right. Uh, Beautiful Meadows. Welcome, welcome, Beautiful Meadows. Demons uh, want to uh, dominate the individual. That's why we have to resist the hack. Good point. We're going to talk about that. All right. Let's go to 1 John 4. 4. First of all, who are we? Let's get real. We are royalty. We sit on the right hand of God with Christ. We are the body. Christ is the head. We know that. But what do we have in us? Look at 1 John 4, 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now, I know we've heard this a million times, but I'm sorry, folks. If God is in you, if God is in me, then I'm greater than the world. And if I'm greater than the world, why am I not overcoming the world? Wow, David. Why you ask me that question? That throws a wrench into my uh, whole game here. You have the power of God in you. However, if you're not using the power of God correctly, then what good is it to have the power of God in you? If you're Think of it in the in the carnal world, material. If you're carrying a gun to protect you and your family, but you don't know how to use that gun and you never pull it out, what good is that gun? Matter of fact, you shouldn't have it because the de- devil will take it away from you and use it on you. So just because you have the power of God in you does, doesn't mean anything unless you know how to use it. Number two. Why power is not working, and this is what we're going to talk about. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Folks, this is key. And this is why most people are not being delivered. Because you have all these deliverance services. You have all these do-gooders that want to cast demons out of people. I'm going to get that demon out of her. She's got a demon in her, and I'm going to, by golly, just get rid of her. I'm going to lay awake at night and just visualize casting that demon out of people. I'm just going to, like a Benny Hinn, take my jacket off and start beating people and blowing on people. And they're just going to, demons are going to go, give me a break. This is why people aren't getting delivered. This is why people aren't using their power. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves to who? To God. See, you can't do anything. I can't do anything in the world of the principalities, of the spiritual world, fighting that battle if I don't first submit myself to God. And I don't mean a one-time event, baby. I'm talking about submitting myself on a moment-by-moment hour by hour, day by day, submitting. When I was in Starbucks, I had to submit myself to God. God, what do I do? Show me. 
what am I going to do with this demon, this legion inside this lady? I feel bad for her. She's got demons in her. What do I do, God? I had to go to God to get the answer. If I didn't, I would have tried to deal with those demons and that lady. And then I would have been diverted from getting the information from the guest for, uh, for Monday night. Don't you understand? Go to God. Submit yourselves to God. And also, it's a form of repentance. It's a form of cleansing. You can't deliver anyone if you are not delivered yourself. Let me say that again. I can't deliver anybody. Don't ask me to deliver any, any. First of all, I can't deliver anything. I can't even deliver the mail. So I'm not a mailman. Don't ask me to deliver a demon. I'm not going to deliver. I mean, deliver any one of demons. Not going to do that. God does it. God may use me to do it, but I'm not doing anything. But see, I can't do anything if I don't repent on a daily basis. If I don't cleanse myself, if I don't come as a vessel that's worthy of being used by God, forget it. It ain't going to happen. We have to submit ourselves. Psalms 32.7, go to Psalms 32.7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. There's two things in here, folks. God is our hiding place. We go to God first. We do not run to the demons. Let me say that again. When a demon shows up, you don't run to a demon. You run to God. Don't run to a demon. You run to a demon, you will get your butt kicked. You run to God. God is your hiding place. He is your deliverer. Second thing. You protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance, folks. You don't need to always take a demon and, and cast the demon out and command it out. You can sing songs. I'm talking, though, songs that are anointed, not this garbage that they have on, on Christian radio. A lot of that stuff is written by demons. It's a deception. I'm talking about songs from God. And by the way, you can take hymns, which is what they did. You can put melodies to them and just sing the, sing the Bible verses, sing the hymns. I'm going to tell you something. Demons don't want to hear Bible verses. They don't want to hear the word of God. And they tremble and they scream. You want to speak anything? Sing God's word. Sing God's word. Demons don't like it. That's why I sing every Sunday on this show, God willing. I don't have a guitar because I'm in Vegas right now. But I think that way, the thing that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, it's a lie. There's a lot of demonic stuff in Vegas that doesn't stay here. It goes throughout the rest of the world. All right. But don't blame it on Vegas. It's everywhere. <clears throat> okay, Psalms uh, 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. You see, folks, this anxiety, you know, there's more anxiety medicine being given out now than ever before, and even to Christians. You know, devil attacks me with anxiety, fear, and I know he comes after you too. But God is our deliverer from our fears, from our anxiety. There's no one going to deliver a demon of anxiety out of us 
without us crying out to the Lord and going to God in faith. We must first turn to God. Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out, the Lord hears them and delivers them from their troubles. No more proof. Okay, so we found out who we are. Now we understand why power doesn't really work unless you know how to use it. We go to God first. God will instruct us. Number three is where the battle is really fought. Where is the battle fought? You know, I've got people tell me, David, I just cast demons out of my home, out of my car, out of my kids, out of my dog. I cast it everywhere except out of your mind. The battle is fought right here, folks. It starts right here. It's called the heart. You see, I get a gut feeling. You got a brain inside your gut, too. Doctors say it's made up of the same matter as up here. That's why you feel it. I feel it. This is all heart. From the gut to up here, it's your heart. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Let's go there. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Ooh. Wait a minute. Hold on, David. Do you understand what you're asking me to do? That's a heavy thing. You want me to forget the past? Well, you want to, you want me to forget what my brother, my sister, my mother, my dad did to me? You want me to forget that? Do you want me to forget the fact that I was abused when I was two years old? Do you want me to forget that? You want, you want me to forget about how my employer fired me because I talked about G or whatever? Yeah, I do. God says, don't dwell on the past. I sit and talk to a sister of mine the other day, going through anxiety and fear and just having a hard time. And I kept saying to her, look, think of a mission God's given you. Think of the big picture. Think of, of, of all the good stuff that God's doing and going to do for you. And she kept going back to, but yeah, you know, this happened to me and woe is me here and I don't have money and I don't have this and I don't have that. You know what? I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about myself. I do this too. I keep going back to the past. I keep going back to my situation. God says, forget the past. By the way, the past is now because now is now the past. You see what I'm saying? Verse 19, see, I am doing a new thing. God is saying this. Listen to me. God's saying to you right now, forget it. Move on. It's called, unforgive it's called unforgiveness. We're now going to break that curse of unforgiveness. Move on. There is no past. God is now doing a brand new thing in your life and in my life. And this is, this is it right here. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Don't you see? No, because we're focused on the past. God has something in store for you. He's got a plan for you, very specific. He wants you to start doing it now. David, I'm having a hard time because I've asked God to, 
oh, you know, to help me get to it or understand it. Or the reason you can't is because you're focused on yesterday. When we focus on yesterday, there's no tomorrow. There's not even a now. God's saying, I'm doing a great thing in your life. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness, in the streams, in the wasteland. He says, I'm taking down all the strongholds. Matter of fact, let's go to that. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4. This is it, folks. Listen. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Let me say that again. We live here, but we do not wage war. We do not do the things the world does. We do the things of God. And here's where the confusion is. We have been lost and deceived by religion. We've been brainwashed by religion, each and every one of us. Maybe you come from a Catholic background. Maybe you come from uh, Baptist, from, from uh, Episcopal. It doesn't matter. Maybe you come from a non-denominational background. That's a religion in and of itself. Set with someone yesterday invited me out uh, for lunch. I said, "Well, I'm not. I don't eat lunch. I, I do intermittent fasting." He says, "Well, let's just go to this place." So in, I'm here in Vegas. He invited me to the Horror Cafe. It's a cafe with nothing but horror films and pictures. Of it. I said, "This is going to be an experience," you know. So I went, you know, <clears throat> and um, real nice guy. Real nice guy. Had tattoos, long hair. And uh, he was kind of a fan of my old movies that I used to do, you know, but, but he sat there and he, he, he was, he said, well, it's nice to meet you. It's the first time I met him. He says, uh, and then the waitress came and said, what would you like, uh, sir? And I said, I'll take some water. And then uh, she said to the guy, what would you like? He said, well, and he looked at me, he says, do you mind if I order a beer? I said, I don't care if you order a beer. I said, you know, he goes, well, I just thought because, you know, I've been watching your videos lately. And, uh, and, you know, I said, well, I said, uh, what does my videos have to do with you ordering a beer? He says, well, I thought religious people didn't drink. I said, oh my gosh, here we go. I says comments like that, that make me want to drink, but I won't. First of all, let me tell you something. Jesus drank wine. I'm not going to get into this wine thing. That's not the point. The point is, his misconception of religion and having a beer, that's ridiculous. Now, I said, first of all, I don't care if you have a beer. I said, it's hot. Have a beer. Now, don't have five or six and sit there and get drunk because I'm leaving. He said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm not going to. I said, I don't care. Have a beer. See, but religion says you can't do that. Don't even touch a beer. Don't even touch, you know. And meanwhile, the demons are, 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 are whopping everybody in the head over here, right? Now, or you have religions to say, go ahead and drink as much as you want. Folks, listen, it's called gluttony. It's called overdoing it, all right? Case in point, I couldn't judge him for having a beer because I left there and I went to a buffet. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I have to repent, I knew what I was doing. I lusted over that buffet. I thought about it all day long. It was expensive, but it was, I looked, 
I was envisioning the food on this buffet. I'm in Vegas, right? They have gambling in buffets. Well, I don't gamble, but I sure love to eat. And I lusted over this buffet. And I got there and I saw that food and I started eating. And I walked out of that buffet, buffet going, oh, I'm so miserable. Oh, why did I do that? Folks, I sinned. I have to admit it. No, I won't go do it today. I'm not going to do it again for a long time. But I, 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 it was, I, I used food. I mean, I love food. I love the taste of it. I want to know, is that wrong, you guys? Let me know. You can't do too much of it. That's the problem. If I would have gone there and had a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but no, I had to like cram my plate four times. And mm. then I had dessert. I walked out of there. My brain was all like, you know. I was, I was drunk on food. I'm just being honest. Now, did, what does Alex Scott look at that? I I don't know. I mean, I, we're not supposed to be gluttons. We're, we're supposed to be careful. And I normally do, but I have to be honest with you. And I and I knew, I, it's not that I set out to eat too much food. That's not what I did. If I didn't know I was going to do that, I probably wouldn't have gone in there. But I just, I was so focused on the beauty of it, just eating and the taste, you know. Um, okay. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4. 3 says, for we live in a world, we do not wage war as the world does. But 4, the weapons we fight are with the weapons of the world, are not with the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Our weapons have the divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, what is a stronghold? Well, David, you know, the stronghold is uh, the devil's got me. The stronghold is... Uh, you know, the devil is, uh, it's a portal, demon portal. We got to break. No, the stronghold, the stronghold is right here. It starts right here in our mind. And this is the problem with deliverance. Everybody's out there trying to deliver somebody else and they need to be delivered. Not, of, not by somebody else. They need, we need to go to God and be delivered. It's called repentance. It's called coming clean. Yeah. See, you have to understand, we are not going to do anything for the kingdom. We are not able to do anything unless we first deal with the stronghold right here in our mind. Now, how do we do that? We go to God, and that's what we're going to do this morning, is we're going to go to God. I said, David, I always go to God. Yeah. So do I. The question is, what do we go to God with? Do we go to God with things that we want? Do we go to God with uh, praying for other people? Or do we go to God and say, God, just as I am, I'm broken. I've got nothing to offer you except right here on bended knees. I'm a broken person. Forgive me of my sins today. Use me, God. Use me. That's when you will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and be given the ability and the knowledge of how and when to use it.
Folks, that's the key, is going to God. But not just going to God, going to God for the right reason. I got six kids. Now, my kids come to me. Well, they're grown now, but they would come to me when they needed something. They would come to me. They would say, Dad, yes, how are you? Oh, good. Now, I knew they were going to ask me for something the minute they said, Dad, how are you? Right? I said, as a matter of fact, I just say, well, okay, what do you want? Can I have some money? Can I have the keys to the car? Uh, can I go spend the night with uh, Jenny? They want something. And I want to give it to them because I'm a loving father. I like think I am. Our God's a loving God. He wants to give it to you. But if my kids would come to me and say, Dad, I want to tell you, I, I want to be a better child, and I'm sorry about what I did yesterday, and I just want to tell you, I, I love you, Dad, and, and I just want to be all that you want me to be. Let me tell you something. If they would say that to me, I would give them the kingdom. I'd give them the keys to the car. I'd give them all the money they wanted. I'd give them whatever it is they desired. When we come to God and we're come, we come clean and we say, Father, I've sinned. I just want you to be proud of me. I just want to be right with you. Then God will give us anything we want. It's then that you can speak to the mountain and it will move. It's then that you can ask anything in my name, Jesus' name, and he will give it. It's then, but until then happens, all bets are off the table. We're just begging God. But we need to come to God and come clean. Come to God and come clean. The ship is sailing, folks. People are delusional. I went to a faith-based meeting last night. Preacher got up and spoke. He didn't know everybody in the room, but he said everybody was going to heaven. He said everybody had access to God's love. He said everybody. But no, what he said was wrong. Not everybody's going to heaven. He didn't talk about repentance. There was no, no, there was forgiveness only he talked about. Yes, God's forgiven you. No, he hasn't. God has not forgiven you unless you come to him and repent. There is no forgiveness. But you see this forgiveness message, it's a very popular message because it means you don't have to do anything except take God's forgiveness, which by the way, he's not given you. Because that's not God. God only forgives when someone comes and asks forgiveness and pleads and cries for mercy. Repents. Then God's 
forgiveness is available. Why? Because he hung his only son on the cross for you and I. You see, that price was paid. Every drop of blood had our name on it. His DNA had our initials on it. In God's sacrifice, he sacrificed his only son for you and I. Do you think some preacher is going to get up there and preach some silly forgiveness message and you don't have to repent? Blasphemy. It's not real. And all those people in that room last night that didn't really know the message of repentance are going to hell if they don't hear the truth. That's why the strongholds, talking about the arguments in this scripture, it, it, we don't, don't have time to read it right now, but, but Paul was talking about all the rhetoric and religious arguments people were coming up with. This is a stronghold on our mind. Folks, what is the stronghold? It's the stronghold of the demons of religion that have told you that you have no power or told you that have you, you have all the power in the world, but you don't have to repent. The religion of lies. You go to God. When they marched around the walls of Jericho, God told them exactly what to do. That was a miracle that happened. When you start walking around when you go to God first and you ask God what you're supposed to do and you do it, miracles will happen. Your walls will come down because many of us are facing the walls of Jericho. It's an impossibility to get over that wall. But with God, all things are possible. Welcome, Betsy. Welcome, Wendy. Vicki Lynn. So good to have you. Um, I want to bring Shanita on. We're going to take prayer requests. Um, unfortunately, I don't, have, I don't have my guitar with me tonight, but we may uh, we may just sing uh, uh, a song that uh, acapella. Why not? Do you guys want to sing acapella? Let me know. Uh, but we're going to bring Shanita on in just a moment. Um, matter of fact, let's go ahead and bring her on here. Let's see here. Um, all right. Let's see. There we go. Hey, how are you? Hey, I appreciate what you're saying. And yes, please do sing a cappella. Yeah, I will. What do we have for prayer request? Well, Betty called and needs prayer for Reuben. And we are praying for... Marjorie and for Anne and for HL for rent. And if you have some more prayer requests, go ahead and email those. We're praying with you. We meet weekly together to pray. Yeah, we do. We do. Shanita, what, 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 what I'm saying, does it, does it make sense about uh, going to God first? Absolutely. You know, we, you and I met at Master's College, which was John MacArthur's, uh, I think it was his grandchild, came out of uh, Grace Community Church. And John MacArthur is a well-known pastor in California, you guys, in case you don't know. And Shanita and I used to make, not make fun of him, but call him Johnny Mac, all the students did, right? And um, 
I think that's some noise going on back there. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but uh, because he was so staunch and so strict. Mm -hmm. Right. In, yeah, into the gospel, right? But you see, mm -hmm. again, I don't know. She needed that noise. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, yeah. So, um, but now, the further that people have gotten away from the gospel, mm -hmm. the further that people have gotten away from the gospel, the closer Johnny Mac is to my heart. The closer John MacArthur is because mm -hmm. he's preaching the gospel. He's just preaching mm -hmm. the scripture. He's just he's just reading. Now, I don't agree with everything, and we all don't agree with each other at the time. But he reads scripture, and he... He expounds on it. He talks about it. Right. And mm -hmm. plus, he wanted to stay open during the pandemic, when most preachers weren't. So you see, the 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 the, the closer you get to the truth, and and the more mm -hmm. these other preachers get preaching this nonsense, uh, guys like John MacArthur mm -hmm. uh, seem to start making more sense. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We want to align with people who are word centered where the word is the priority. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we have any more prayer requests and then we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up and uh, pray for people. Let's see, if I don't see them now, I will get them if you email them in. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, all right, Shanita. Well, thank you so much. God bless you, I appreciate it. We're gonna close this out by, we're gonna sing, we are gonna sing acapella. All right. Okay. Um, now, if you do want to stay on, or if you want to come back in, I'll bring you in just a little bit. Um, well, I have a request from DRE Soul and from Christine. So we will pray for you. Okay. And Christine. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. We're praying for every word that Shanita. Um, that came across Shanita's lips. Uh, we do pray for Betty and for Ruben, pray for Marjorie and DRE and Chris and, and everyone else that she spoke. Pray for the people out there, Lord, that maybe are afraid to say, I need prayer. Father, thank you for this word you've given us. And right now we come to your throne, to your feet, and we repent. I do, Father. I'm, I'm, I'm the first. And I step out into the aisle. I walk down. And I get on the altar. The altar of your love, of your forgiveness. And I ask God that you cleanse me of things that are, I know I'm doing wrong, but things that I don't even know, that the devil is deceiving me. And each and every person out there listening right now, they're crying out to you, God. There's people with tears running down their face right now for the first time in a long time saying, God, forgive me. God's forgiving you. God is breaking that addiction because you're going to God. The addiction is being broken. Healings are happening. God is healing you right now in your body. Fear 
is being demolished. Anxiety destroyed. God is doing that right now in your mind. Strongholds are being broken because we're laying at the feet of Jesus. The master of the power. God, forgive us for misusing your power, for abusing it. We come clean. We come to you. We come as nothing except your children asking for forgiveness and mercy. We want nothing except to please you. That's all this morning, Lord. We're not asking for anything except wisdom, except to please you, except to to learn how to love you in truth and in spirit. But right now, because you have gone to God, you've turned to him. God is now delivering you. He's delivering that, that loved one you've been praying for, for salvation. God is now bestowing in that person a consciousness of him. It will be God's timing, not yours and not mine. But I'm telling you, God is working on your families right now. The families that are not saved. I'm telling you, God is healing you right now. You must believe. I'm telling you, God is delivering you out of that financial mess that you're in right now. You must believe. God is restoring your family. You must believe. God is giving you your vision of your great commission in life. You must believe. Father, we sing this song for you and to you. And in the song, we're believing that we are being delivered. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Father, I've decided to follow your son for the first time in my life. I don't want any more fake Jesus. I throw away my idols. I'm turning to the real Jesus. And Father, I'm going to follow him. No turning back. And Father, I've fallen, but I'm getting up. I'm brushing off my knees because you've forgiven me this morning. I'm moving forward. And I thank you, Father, for giving me my vision of what my commission in life I'm thanking you, Father, for that healing, for breaking the addiction, for the family restoration, for the restoration of my finances. I'm thanking you, Father. If you said that you've accepted Christ for the first time, congratulations. Your name is in the book of life. You are forever saved. You're a child of the living God. Don't let anyone ever take that away from you. Father, I ask that you protect the children against the demon of religions, the demon of guilt, the demon of shame, the demon of deception. 
Father, it's lonely walking this road when we understand that people are going to hate us because they hated your son first. But Lord, we're willing to take the hit. We're willing to stand up for you, for truth. In Jesus' name. I want to thank you all for being with me this morning. I love you all. I thank God for using me. God could use a rock if I wasn't here. But I thank God for using me in what way he does. I hope that this touched your heart. I would like to get the broadcast out to more people so they could hear this message. Um, in order to do that, I need your prayers. Please pray the doors will open. I, we need finances. Please, if it, God lays it on your heart to donate, become a monthly partner. Uh, go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give, or you can text the word chosen to 91999, or call Shania at 844-806-0006. Um, I do this because I love God and I love you. Loving means obedience. God told me to do, start this some months ago. He told me to start the live show five years ago. I said, God, I'm busy. I've got so many things. God said, no, you do it. And I obeyed God. God has blessed me, and I hope he's blessed you. But let's bless other people now. If you could please pray and please consider a donation, I would appreciate it. And once again, I always I want to tell you these books are available. If you can't afford them, I want to send you one free. But if you can't afford it, uh, we ask for a donation. Uh, if you can just contact the ministry. Um, my two books I've written, How to Use Your Power, and also The Truth About Hollywood. My experiences. this is the End Times DV investigation, uh, eight hours of footage. Consider becoming a partner. I love you guys. I sign the newsletter, be a prayer partner, and consider a donation. All right. I love you all. God bless you all. Um, we have a full house here this morning. Um, and I'm just uh, continue praying for each and every one of you. God bless you. Love you.